Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam, the wearing clothes, Morgan, which is a surprise. Normally, he, he records nude, advertising his shaven ball sack, but not today. It's, <laughs> you're all dressed up, mate. I don't... Well, we, we, we're starting to get complaints from your neighbours. Oh, it's complaints. Here's the complaints. Yeah. Well, I was cleaning my arsehole in make, my outdoor make it, shower yesterday. Making them feel bad. Yeah. Thinking, look at the... Look at the shape on that fella. Because obviously you just live next to loads of Irish people. Yeah, I was going to say, where did, there's some sort of leprechaun nearby. Oh, hang on. Right, racist. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. God, imagine if, yeah, if you had the woke crowd on you from be, Ireland. That would be really rare because they are, the Irish are the down-to-earth human. They're, they're almost like, I think they're sort of like the, how can we aim to be more Irish in our life. Well, do you know, on a sort of serious... Cause Aside I, from the alcohol. When, you got, <laughs> when you've got a name like Liam Morgan, you know you're an Irish. I know, uh, you've exactly. you got Irish um, uh, f- f- family uh, and come from a, on my mum's side, definitely. Uh, and sort of Welsh on my dad's. But w- what's interesting is the... Uh, I was thinking about surfing your ancestral spot, surf spots, mm. you know, um, because I'd love to go and do those... Not the big slabs, obviously, like Mullagmore, but mm. um, just go and surf Ireland a bit more. And then also yeah, I it's... found out in my uh, ancestral line, I had Portuguese as well. So Ooh. imagine doing a little surf, surf, surfing with your ancestors kind be of a nice tour, trip. Be, be amazing. Nice. My ancestry apparently is Morocco. There's another one. I've never been to Morocco. I'm, I'm a little bit wary of going there because I get tummy bugs very easily. I have a very, I have a princess gut. It just goes in yeah. in spots. Play, you know, barley. I was the first to get barley belly. I remember eating um, on Jimbaran Beach, which is a very famous beach for food. Because you did you go there when you were there? No. And you go and you you just basically point at what you want from all yeah. these huge fish tanks with all these kind of amazing mm. fresh fish and whatever. And it's like lobster and prawns and whatever. And you you choose the amounts that you want, like yeah. how many pounds, how many grams, and whatever. And we all sat down. And while we were all sat down, getting really peckish, there are these people that come around with corn on the cob to offer to people if they just want like a starter. Because you're waiting for a good half an hour for them to make this banquet of seafood. So Mm -hmm. I say, yeah, go on. And my diarrhea was so bad (laughs) in Bali. I ate a mouthful. I had a mouthful of corn on the cob. Went, oh, what's that? Oh, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. The transit time. Now, you'd even have like a, 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 a... gastroenterologist um, expert probably said that is a world record. Like, <laughs> I took a mouthful. The, the the corn had hit my teeth. You know, that crunch, that lovely, oh, I need the, what? Oh, off to the loo. Right, here we go. Squeeze the, squeeze the cheeks, walking like John Wayne. And I got to the toilet. <laughs> it's a particular and, 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 and four bits of corn. I'm not kidding. Literally bits of corn. I just eat it, came out of my... So anyway, we digress a little bit. He was shitting through the eye of a needle. He really was. <laughs> he really was. Well, it's funny because but, my, my worst uh, bout of um, um, kind of barley belly or whatever you want to call it was from an Italian restaurant on the Archway Road in London. <laughs> <laughs> the night before I was supposed to go snowboarding. That's far removed from a, from a sur- paradise surf destination you can get. I hope that sound like paradise. I haven't done a lot for of... For the food that you probably had. It was delicious food. Not very good on the way out, but the the, the the amazing thing was I have not done a lot of snowboarding in my life. I was supposed to go the next very next day. Oh god! Big trip. Um, I couldn't get on the plane. It was that bad. Oh, I couldn't get on the plane. Got as far as uh, Stansted Airport, and yep. there I remained till I could fly again. And it's interesting with with snowboard because obviously I think most surfers listening to this would sort of have maybe tried it a bit or know someone that's tried it a lot or whatever. Uh, around and also skating and all these things. And I always remember there being that really interesting article by Stab interviewing Sean White mm. and John John mm. in a sort of collaborative interview. And the discussions going around, you know, the comparisons of these sports and so on, how interesting it all is. And um, the only time in snowboarding, I've been a fair few times, the only time in snowboarding I've ever had a, a similar feeling to what I would have in surfing was when I uh, snowboarded on powder, mm. which, is, which is quite rare. So as surfers, even on mushy days, two feet, three feet, four feet onshore, just mush burgers like we get at home, that's like being on powder all the time. Yeah. And so surfing still for me is always going to be the draw, be the pull. But, but the idea of also, you know, just not having to deal with crowds, you stand on this thing, you're going heel to toe, you're doing calves like straight away all day. 
it's pretty cool. But the thing is with it, I always I remember the, um, my my brother-in-law once saying this to me, and it was like, oh, how can you just spend so long paddling around and not really getting much time actually on on rail? I said, well, that's actually literally why I surf because it's a sto it's so stoic. And actually, when you then do get your sudden sessions where you get twenty five waves in an hour and you've had an amazing time or whatever that it's so special that the stoke is so high that it, it, it pulls you back, it pulls you back over and over. Because I think the snowboarding trips I have done, like you, you are just, yeah, you're doing calves, 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 like you're doing turns, but because you can just do them all day long, it wears off fairly quickly, that feeling, that buzz. It is, it is life it's itself. exactly what it is. And uh, I mean, that's why I kind of go about this, but I finished the book now, you know, the, uh, the, the, um, the Andy Martin book, Steal, Stealing the Wave about Mark yep. Fu and, yep. and Bradshaw. And um, that, that's, you're right, because everything about surfing with, with its uh, frustrations and its scarcity and its impermanence and, um, and, and the struggle of getting anywhere near uh, good but never perfect is just like the drawing a parallel with what people's existence is on this planet just generally on, on, on land. Yep. So I think that's why it sort of rings so true with people once yeah, they get yeah. into it. And, you know, it becomes a cliche. If you listen to this, you obviously like surfing. But, you know, this kind of thing that only a surfer knows and mm -hmm. that in some ways, it, you know, what is the, what's the meaning of life? Or maybe it's surfing. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, because you, you get that cheat code, that access to mm -hmm. like the impermanence of it, but also the, 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 the fact that it's both frivolous mm -hmm. and deeply spiritual at the same time. 100%, Liam. And you can't... There's two types of gratitude. The, the real kind, which comes from having gone without, mm. and then the kind that's a little bit forced and dare I say wrote about in my book <laughs> through things like gratitude journals and reminding ourselves of what we already have and so on, which is what we call practiced or mindful yep. uh, gratitude, where you, you make a point of thinking of the things that you're grateful for, which is really, really valid and lovely, but never close to that journey of having gone without and then receiving. So that's what makes surfing so special. It's also why if you ever go through a break from surfing for a week, two, three, whatever, or more, um, that just, you know, just sit tight. It's coming and know that when it comes, it'll be so worth it. Yes. Um, and it will remind you of why you love the sport in the first place. It's that stoic journey. Um, so, dude, what's the news? What's been happening? We've well, got we've a helicopter. Been, we we have heads, been so followed. We listeners. have been followed all week by this helicopter. Yeah, we have been when, when we I wonder if it's because it's the paparazzi. We're so famous well, I, now. I, I, I wondered if it was like the... Um, Do you think it's Kelly Slater? The, the filming guys from the World Tour, but it's actually a police helicopter, so <laughs> you must not have uh, paid your council tax again. Um, what's the news? I've actually been surfing. What? What? You're, you're wearing clothes. Yeah. And you've been surfing. I've been surfing. So 2024, What's going when, when on? we recorded the first show of the year, I'd only actually been once. I'd had a, I'd had a surfing dry spell. And then in the last couple of uh, days, we've probably done, I've done maybe three surfs. So I've gone from, it's still not a lot compared to you, but I'm back in the groove. Back in and the I've groove. had very different surfs and I've surfed on my beloved Mick Fanning foamy fun board. Love that board. And I've surfed on my Hydra, which is a 5.5 lost uh, made um, uh, kind of groveler as well but it's been a tale of like men, you know in, in those four surfs I've, I've learned a lot and um, I feel like I'm back in, back in it again the uh, shoulder thing's easing up a little bit hey. which, is, which is good still still a long way to go on, on that but um, yes yeah, so that's the news I've been back in the water dude that's great news yeah. how have you found your surfs how have they been give me the highs give me the lows uh, highs has been surfing the hydra and getting waves and actually some decent for me, yep. it's all relative. Yep. When we're talking about these things, yep. it's relative to the individual. Some decent maneuvers on that board. Um, but then on the second day I surfed it, hardly getting any because it wasn't very... So it's, it's kind of like dialing in which conditions work well in, in that board. So the highs were some, some increased performance on, on, on the wave. Cool. The lows were the frustration of surfing a baking tray. <laughs> <laughs> and also the day that you and I surfed together at one of our other local beaches here. It was so gnarly the paddle out that mm. it just was I was getting a bit frustrated and I try not to do that as you well know these days so they, they, they was the sort of highs and lows and then the McFanning that's just like the pure fun and sort of mucking around but, 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 but again the board I say this all the time so regular listeners might be getting a bit tired of it but 
the things that I would have said at the beginning of getting that board, although it's a fun board and it's just a bit of a thing to have a play around with, where I say, the board can't do this thing. It, it was a reminder that it was never the board that couldn't do those things. It was me. And so to stick with it and to go through the pain and the practice of falling off and be, making, making a fool of and then trying the same thing over and over again, it is remarkable. It's remarkable what where you know the workman blames his tools sort of thing i'm like you can't do that can't cut back on this board and then suddenly it's like oh actually now i've made some improvements funny enough so is the board <laughs> it's like which ones mm. which which ones which now don't get me wrong there are things that that board you know is not designed to do um but the, the, a lot of the time when you're looking at sort of performance in anything and, and life in general as well is that is it you or is it the thing that you're blaming for your lack of whatever progress uh, or otherwise i'm humbled by how much blame my mind and ego places on my board yeah. at times because it's nonsense um why do the best surfers in the world find it easier than other people to ride anything yeah because you watch rob machado ride his sunday it's like a 50 liter, it's a boat. Have you, I don't know if you've, anyone's ever held a, 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 a you know, a, a Firewire Sunday under their arm, the 7.0 version, 7.6, whatever. He rides like a, some massive, it's so thick. Yeah. And he rides it at, at Cardiff Reef and just brings it around the corner, Kang, bang, off the lip, down, yeah. top turn. Um, and the guy only weighs about, what, three stone? Three stone two. He saw, <laughs> last time he checked. Robert Chardo's coming in at like 42 kilos wet through. Then he'll drop down to his 5'2". That's just his hair. That's, <laughs> that's his hair and his pubic yeah. hair added together. But um, can you imagine his bush? I know we've mentioned... You're obsessed. Machado, Rob Machado's pubic hair bush before, but the guy must have... His missus must have to kind of put on her, put on her proper trekking gear. I don't know how your mind works and, and she must have to get out the clippers and just every time, like just mu muzzle her way through to find... <laughs> Find the riches. Find the goldfish. <laughs> Find the goldfish. Oh. Um, oh. And anyway, um, I wonder if his knob is shaped like a fin. <laughs> he's just, he's because he's so surfy, Rob. I just wonder if, it, anyway. But um, We love Rob Machado, We do, by actually. The way, I'm a fucking legend. One of my favourite surfers ever. Hero. But, um, no, I think, it's, and then you watch him drop down to his 5.2 at 28 litres and, and he's doing, and surfing smooth lines and surfing well again. So, it comes back to the surfer, really. Um, not all boards are going to be able to be ridden the same way. Obviously, every single one of them will, will perform differently. But if you know how to get the most out of that board, you will. And that comes back to the surfer, not the board, and not the conditions even, really. Again, surfers are very, very inclined to blame conditions a lot. And, and listen, listen, there are, obviously, within that, there is a nuance. There is a there are some conditions more suited to your surfing style yes. than others, obviously. But again, look within. And for me, when I'm in top condition, eating well, getting good rest in, living well, taking my supplements, doing my mobility, da 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 da. Well, guess what? I surf better on all of my boards. Yeah. Um, the thing so is, so it just it is about you, really. Well, you know? it is. I mean, you have to. You can ride anything. That's what we, every time we try and make an improvement, you have to come back to where am I at? What is it? Is it me? And, yep. and humans, we blame everything on other people and other things and other first and foremost. We have that tendency to excuse ourselves. And, and of course, don't get me wrong, you know, that, is, that can be the, the case at times. But it's, it's, it, it's, it's removing those excuses and really sort of asking yourself about, in fact, is it the board or is it you or is it the situation or is it you that helps you make progress? And without that, you won't kind of move forward. Uh, and and, I, and that going back to that board, I would have got stuck and thought, I need a new board now because it won't do those things. <laughs> and um, it, 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 having worked on myself rather than changing the board, I think it's made, made, a, made a huge difference to my surfing. If you use Zombie's acronym, which I think is perfect, by the way, mm. um, read the ocean. Work on your mind, work on your body. Uh, last in the list, and I think in the totem pole, let's go down through it like that, or, or let's look at it from the other way around. Let's yep. look at it from uh, like a like like a pyramid almost. How do you read the ocean, and and that's confidence in the ocean. So now, how about the mind? How does it deal with crowds and takeoffs, and you know, you know, 
getting up to do your stretching in the morning, whatever, like keep adding loads of that mind stuff into that. And then body, how well do you take care of it? And then lastly, this equipment bit. And the, the equipment bit is the last part of the jigsaw, but it's important too. And that will also never go away. And also part of the reason why it won't go away is it's so much fun. Yeah. To put a new one under your arm. Well, you've had more boards and hot dinners this year. I, I've had more boards than hot dinners. I, I think in the last, what, since, let's go back um, to about May. Come on, use May? your memory. Or June, June last year, where I got the, I got a foamy, hated it, it was massive. Then it made me want to get another foamy, got JS. Really loved it. Then it made me want to get a mid-length. Got that. Then it made me want to get another mid-length. Got that. And then that made me want to get... <laughs> this is actually quite funny. It made me want to get another mid-length, which I got. Then ended up with too many mid-lengths. Then I now put one online. That made me then want to get a short board again. So I got a short board. So yeah, it does... It does get, I, I seem to be on this... A bit of a run at the moment of chopping, changing, chopping, changing. What I've noticed is uh, I, I, I quickly evolve my mind and body out of a board uh, and qu sorry, quicker than ever before. Yeah. I sort of, I'll get used to it. I'll, I'll get it working. I'll get the novelty spike. I'll get this new performance benefit, the the flow experience benefit and all this kind of, wow, wow, this is, feels so different. It's really, it's a lovely to have that new feeling. Be like being with like a different woman. I mean, I know you're then looking at me like, oh, well, are you going down that road? Yeah, no, I am. <laughs> and Alice, my dear wife, will be listening. To, she doesn't listen to this show. She really is. She fucking, she's over it. Because <laughs> she's way over my voice by that stage. Just imagine if your own wife is. Does Tasha ever listen? She used to. She, <laughs> no, same, same. When she liked me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yes. But anyway, novelty, novelty. Right. Yeah. So, yes, I don't want to ruin my life and sleep with loads of other women. Fine. But when you get on a new board, it's a, it's a, it's got that. It's that little. Oh, what's it going to do? Is it going to be a bit different? You know. It, it, is it going to, you know, is it going to look different? Is it going to smell different? Is it going to feel different? Is it going to, yeah, novelty. Novelty is a big one. And once that novelty started to wear off, I think what's really key is then not, not diving into the next board just because you need that new spike of happiness. That That's where my mind goes. And obviously that's then the same part of the mind that gets people into trouble with things like gambling or alcohol or, you know, sugar or it's dopamine. Yes. You get a big dopamine spike with novelty, fine. But if you keep drinking alcohol, you keep drinking or eating sugar all the time, dopamine's wearing off. And so we've got to be careful as surfers. It's the same with trips, same with anything. If you go to the mentorways one day uh, or a dream tip to someone at Morocco, wherever, it's, it's it, yes, the anticipation's huge. You get there, you're there. There's only so much dopamine yeah. you can feasibly produce. And it is then likely and normal to get a big low afterwards. So it's not now that life's shit that you're now back off the trip. No, it's just that you're going through a normal dip. So I think with, with the dips, it's like not then just go, oh, great, well, I'll just get another board. Because that's tempting as surfers. We, we do sort of always think, oh, next board, next board. However, within all that, um, size up, size down, flatten rocket, increase rocket, decrease rocket, you know, work, keep working on these subtle nuances. And I really, truly believe that your surfing will benefit. Because you'll realise, like here's an example. Um, basketball players will often do training with like massive ankle weights. Like the the the, the mm -hmm. Chicago Bulls were famous mm. for that. And then by, by game day, mm. they take off these. They, apparently, Michael Jordan used to wear five kilo ankle weights yeah. all week. Take that off. Mm. Right here we go. You can literally go to do your slam dunk, and you're like ten, ten jumping ten inches higher than normal. Right with mid lengths, what I found, it's a bit like that. Mm. When I turned my new one, it's a 6'6", six, six, very, very fat 6'6". Six, six. It's not some like you know, toothpick. It's a really yeah. meaty big guy shortboard. But it has a squash tail f with a thruster for release turns, mm -hmm. for those, those pocket, more vertical turns. Mm -hmm. It was like taking off the weight vest. It was mm -hmm. like taking off the ankle weights. And I felt like my surfing had improved because I'd, take, I'd taken away this, this big barge of a board, which does these beautiful long lines. Yes, but they're only ever long lines. You, if you think about a wave on a beach break and it breaks down the line, right? On a mid, you, your line has to be down the line first mm -hmm. to get past all the fast stuff to then get round the corner. On a shortboard, you take off and your line immediately is more figure of eight because 
your rail can hold and control the speed around the corner. So it's a completely different style of surfing. Mm. So it's just mixing it up. And it's like, I think I've noticed with mid-lengths, they've, they've, they've helped my shortboard progression. I know, again, again, eventually, my shortboard progressions will help my mid-length. So it's like, I think, I think as, as average kind of, let's say, you know, surfers around the world, wherever you listen to this, I recommend mid-lengths, but I also would agree with what Clayton would have said in a recent video. Um, which, by the way, is very funny. I, I really recommend it. We should have bought this into Surf Media and and, and leave links. I'll leave links to this uh, in this week's show. But um, Clayton, Clayton and the boys at Ombi do a um, a video about mid length, mm. and two main things come from it. One is that um, Clayton thought that Ant was getting lazy by riding all the time. Ditto. Mm-hmm. You you catch everything, mm. and you do start to down the line surf mm. a lot. And yeah, you do big cutbacks, but you're not really you're not really surfing the pocket as much anymore that's first thing and the second thing is um ant does a very funny um i think impression of when he's he's like he's watching um uh torrent mm. on a laptop yeah yeah and they're filming ant and he's like oh oh yeah yeah that's what i want to do that's because yeah. <laughs> when we watch torrent martin ride midlengths in like indonesia we're all going oh god I need to sell my whole quiver and like, well, wait, okay, okay, one second. Okay, you're not in Indo. <laughs> you're not Torrin Martin. And you're not Torrin Martin. <laughs> well, interesting with Torrin, he makes it look, he makes his surfing look lazy, but it's not. No, no. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's kind doing of, like laid back. He's an effortless kind of lazy surfing, but his skill level is just like, I love watching him surf. He is, he, 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 he him and Mikey February on oh. those mid-length kind of boards, those kind of fishy sort of, yep. they just make it look so cool. He, for Torrent to stall on on the nose yeah. of a seven six and do a no grab, he does no grab rail, yeah. but into a perfect lunge mm. with the board just perfectly knifed in and gets like a five second tube with a ten feet lip going over his head. Just contemplate. I think mm. if you're even of a moderate experience in surfing, just contemplate the level of skill going on there. Mm. I think it's just absolutely insane. It's because he's calm, so calm. Yeah. It's just like Zen. He is. He is so and, calm and so, so true. That's that kind of going back to the whole thing about not getting too excited, not getting yeah, too yeah. down. He, he exudes that vibe, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Like, just yeah. It was just a just a really nice wave. I'm like, whoa! Shit, <laughs> I know, man. I know, I know. <laughs> <be> like, <laughs> that's where our impressions will. I yeah. hopefully, yeah. to at least yeah. you and I will yeah. never get old. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, six foot offshore. <laughs> Looks okay. I suppose I'll go in. <laughs> I'd I'd have shat in my suit. Um, probably died yeah. from from hyperventilating, <laughs> and someone have to put me back in a body yeah. bag and take me home on the plane. He got too excited. Didn't he? he didn't even get to surf the wave. <laughs> he just got overexcited yeah. and died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But he had a good life. Tor- Torren, Torren, on the other hands, his heart rate's not gone above forty-eight beats. Yeah. Even as he's getting near the ten-foot first bomb. They've monitored his heart rate. It's got up to like a gentle 55. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. He's a but dude. what's remarkable, if you look at the sports science research done on performance anxieties, of course, if it goes too high, yeah, you do, you do um, have a reduction in performance. And it's why we're all as surfers looking for that flow experience. Because when you hit the flow is when you're a little bit anxious, like, which is kind of more like excitement. But you're also underneath that. Like, ah, oh, I've got this. That was like our surf at Jacobs. I felt like that the other day. It's really cool. Just on that board. What size would you call it? It was about head. It wasn't massive. Overhead, it? I thought it was going it, overhead on some it of the It was sets. going overhead, but it's because that board's such a late drop as well. So you take mm. your, your sort of hearts in your mouth a little bit for me. and uh, But I was really enjoying it. But equally, it was a challenge because it was just thumping. Like It was a bit of a rel- relentless kind of... Um, paddle out as well yeah so all of those factors combined although it was frustrating in part it, it was really in that place where i was in, in enjoying it more because it was more and more challenging and i, I, mm. I really I, I really you know it lifts your endorphin levels to a different place doesn't it massive um so i can see that so you could you can't be too sort of uh ice cool but equally it's just kind of using the breathing to kind of go, okay, I can do this and this is good. And um, and then it makes you want to sort of just push it another bit further. And I haven't had that for a long for a long time because a lot of the waves recently uh, f- f- have been pretty easy, benign, 
you still get the flow experience at times. But um, that was just a little dial. By changing the board and the conditions mm. together, it makes you kind of just puts you back in the sort of zone a bit. It's amazing how good a feeling it actually is. And I want you, wherever you listen to this now, just remind yourself of those moments you've had in surfing. Because there's so much frustration and tiredness and sore shoulders and stiff backs and getting up for dawn, he's cold and mm. whatever it might be, dealing with crowds, um, what, whatever that can get in the way of, of the flow, um, that can sometimes uh, actually stop us from remembering just how good it feels. Because it can go well. I think in, in, any, in any sporting life, we should never ever should. Yeah. We, we, it would be wise to never ever, I believe, set an expectation of flow experience. It, yeah. it, it, it's so, so delicately balanced flow experience and it's so special. We don't ever try and kind of predict and plan and put things in place to actually get more of it. Although what I would say, the only thing that, that can, I think, help us get more of it over and over and over, and we've mentioned this so many times on this show, is, is how well you take care of your body. Because, of course, that links into your mind too. Mm. If you are in the best nick mm. you could possibly be in, mm -hmm. you will make more out of the ways you're getting. And Because, again, let's be honest, like, what? Eight out of ten surfs of all time? I'm just, this is a fucking anecdotal throwaway comment here, but eight out of ten surfs of all time ever since the start of surfing have been surfs we've had to adapt to. Yes, there are those one or two out of ten where <laughs> it's just... It's on. Mm. It's clean. It's per breaking perfect, mm. and it's just. But you know, most other surfs we adapt. We have to have some sort of thing that gets in the way. So how how good your fitness stuff is at that point plays a massive role. But 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 also again, your mind training. Yeah, yeah. That's because cool. that's been my my hardest and biggest work, or my biggest barrier to flow experience is my mind. Because my fitness has has very very rarely been in question. Mm. My issue is with like crowds. Yeah. Or being a little bit off on my board or finding a board difficult or whatever it might be, which is, which is, which is mind. It, but it's mainly for crowds for me. Like if, I, if, I have, if I'm in the lineup and not, it doesn't even have to be busy, but if someone is in there making it funny for everyone, mm -hmm. that is still my biggest challenge yeah. where they're just being aggressive. Um, they're, they're giving off strange body language. They're kind of turning it into competition. Um, they're, they're snaking, they're dropping it. I find that, that that's, and, and I think it's because I, I still have that, that ropey player in me that yeah. just wants to just grab him and just go and fight him. <laughs> like really, it's true, honestly. There's, there's a part of my brain, it's all ego, obviously. Yeah. It's all separation. There's, there's clearly no love at that point. Yeah. It's all going on on its own. It's yeah. not like I can control it, but it's like I just, I'm aware of it, just breathing. But when people are being a certain way, um, or crowds, crowds less so, but certainly individuals and so on, but where my mind, yeah, it, stuff that comes out of it, it just want to grab them. Well, the mind just grab is, them by the scruff. And mind, just, mind's the biggest thing in anything, isn't it's it? Crazy. Really. So the better, the, be the better you can, the, the, the more, <clears throat> more building blocks towards a sound, uh, a quiet mind, really, or an aware mind in many ways of mm. those situations to pull yourself back and away from it. The better it can be. Hundred percent. And the, and the other thing, I forget who did this. It wasn't even a study. I was only was talking about it. That the, the, the off ramps are having something else that you. This is a dangerous surfing as an identity as part of that because anything uh, uh, where your ego is attached to a particular thing has been the thing and there is no alternative to your identity other than that thing creates much more opportunity for either aggression or uh, situations that will in the in, in the in the light of day or the the, the long run will look terrible and because you're defending a position that you think your whole identity uh, revolves around so that's why it can be so dangerous to have only one uh or, or take the only identity that you've created for yourself so important mm. so seriously that it gives you no alternative but to de you know in very serious situations sometimes to defend it with your life even though it might be quite a frivolous identity to the outside world. So, and um, that's where probably surfers get into such a kind of pickle at times, is that if that's your, uh, a bit like Ken Bradshaw in <laughs> the book I've just read, if that is your whole identity, then of course you're going to defend that with your life, aren't you? Because that's, you, so feel, true. you feel that if you don't have it anymore, you, you are literally, your life is threatened. It's so truly. We, what, we, what we have where we live, I think the, 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 the challenge outside of surf is like, you know, we, so we don't really have crowds, we don't have to deal with, 
crowd of situations. And even if we do get a bit of a crowd, I know 95% of the people in it. Yeah. So it's all, it, you know, it's where we live. We're very fortunate that we've got big beaches. If, if we do travel, generally we'll go to the wider open beaches and so on. We don't deal with that. We're very blessed for yeah, that. Yeah, we are. We are very blessed. Now, fair enough, we live in England. It's not world, world-class surf all the time. Yeah. But geez, I love that for that. It, what we have in England, especially where we live, is, is flat spells and flat periods. Yeah. And again, you've got to look within a little bit if you're ever going periods of time without surf, uh, 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 two things really. One, what surfing gives you is exercise mm. and it's the endorphin boost. Mm. So, rema so remaining consistent with exercise still. Like when, there's, when the surf isn't on, yeah. going for a swim, doing your running, doing your mountain biking, doing your weightlifting, doing whatever it is that you're doing to give you that endorphin rush. But also that's body, which also helps your mind, but it's mind. Yeah. And, and that's where little, little sports like pickleball tennis yeah table tennis it's a it's a great ally and, and i have had it with golf recently although i did slow down golf in september of last year and have played very little now because it was affecting my ankle yeah but what i got with golf was a really nice it almost helped my surfing in the way that it eased the pressure i placed on it for it to provide me that's right the happiness that it it does provide me because if you if you if you if you put too much weight and expectation into something, it's a little bit dangerous at times. You know, because you're going to get injured. You're going to have time off. You're going to get flat spells and so on. So we got to surface. We, it's like a bit of the stool analogy. We said it before. Yeah, it's the imp it's because the it's pegs of the stool have to have other pegs that hold it up. Yeah, because the impermanence of surfing as well, big time, makes you have to think about that more than other things. There's that you get a chance to think. I might not be able to. What if this doesn't come back? That that's where it's also both challenging and also it's it's a good it's, it provides good lessons because if if the thing that you just take for granted you can do every single day you never think that's going to be taken away from you whereas surfing reminds you of the impermanence of everything that you you might be having you might have two weeks of pumping surf but it won't be 52 weeks of pumping surf every year it will it will, it will come and it will go and sometimes it will be amazing and sometimes it will be crap so it, it, it basically reminds you that, uh, that it will pass It will pass for good and for better or worse. And the more you're aware of that, uh, the easier it is to find other off-ramps to kind of uh, either, you know, exercise your body or um, enhance your mind or whatever it is you need to do to sort of make, make life a little bit more uh, enjoyable um, or exercise your body more or whatever it might be. But just having it as a sort of... Uh, Having that thing r r there forever, uh, well, nothing, nothing is forever, uh, and you you learn that as you go through life. But s sometimes that easy way, and sometimes the hard way. <laughs> um, but it is been. I mean, that's that that's the thing. That that's what's done for me with this sort of shoulder injury. It was it was the first time. It, it's it's like life does come and sometimes just give you a little tap on the on, literally on the shoulder and say, uh, "You're not completely invincible," and. And just be, just make sure you, 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 you either rest when you, when your body's telling you these little signs to rest, or you do have alternatives that you can, you can do. So, you know, the shoulder was bugging me more from the point of view that I was thinking, I can't surf as well, I can't paddle out as well as I can do, and I, or I'm going to have to rest it for longer than I would like to rest it, and that is a challenge as well that we all face. Is how long do you give a injury when you just want to surf every day? Um, and if you don't give it time to rest, the long-term impact on your surfing. And I'm still in that bit where mm. I'm thinking, could I rest this thing for another th two weeks, three weeks? But I, it's it's just that fine line of, mm. but how would that make you feel? Um, and I've certainly, as, as I was touching on last week, had to change some of my exercise patterns. But in bizarre ways, as often these things do work out, I wouldn't have done as many leg things as I've been doing because I've not been able to use my shoulder as much. But in doing more leg than I have upper body, my backside surfing the other day was way better than it had been before. Your your backside <laughs> is looking better. Take that as you will. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's it, it no no it's true and I think it's um it's making lemonade out of lemons, isn't it? It's, it's forced me to do yeah. Every Seek the silver lining. Seek the silver lining. Take the positive. Every day is leg day. Mm, every day. <laughs> the most important area that you'd ever want to work on as a surfer is legs. And I, um, in training clients and uh, in training myself, 
have experienced this thing where it, it, it's the volume doesn't need to be high. Um, there's this idea, you know, set after set after set. No, 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 no. That comes from a different type of training that's around potentially like building muscle. Mm. And also it's coming from a type of exercise which doesn't have to think too much about the recovery and mobility aspects of, of being a surfer. Like, for, for example, being a surfer, if you smashed your legs on a Tuesday with a swell coming on Wednesday <laughs> and Thursday, it's a bad idea. Yeah. You're going to fuck up your surfing. Yeah. You'll feel tight. But the way I engineer my training around strength is to, is to have maximal output uh, lifts, uh, you know, front squat being one and, and hex bar deadlift. And with those two lifts, I engage my core and my glutes and legs together, as opposed to your classic deadlift or back squat, which is, which is a little bit more lumber uh, loaded and a bit riskier for the lower back. So I think, so hex bar, um, or what is otherwise known as a trap bar, even elevated off the floor. When I do my hex bar stuff, I, I lift it off a, a, a bit of a box too, so I don't even lift it off the floor. Mm. And it encompasses glutes so much more. So you feel that there's so much less pressure on your lower back. But that lift, just as an aside, is essential for my cutbacks, compression, staying powerful in the pocket. Because you've got you've to somehow fire up those type 2A fibers. Type 2B, you've got to fire up those fast stretch fibers. If you, if you as a surfer only have a mountain bike ride, walk, run, um, do, a bit, do a bit of yoga, you can't expect to get better at turns. In order to get better at turns, you, 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 you'd get any strength coach on this. They'd say you have to put your muscle, and that could be sprints then. If you don't want to lift weights, fine. Yeah. But, but at least, um, and not necessarily on hills, but sprint as fast as possible on, on, yeah. on, on flat surfaces and, and do like shuttle sprints and so on. Again, you don't need loads. You really don't need loads. You just, it's just got to, you've got to inspire that, that fast twitch muscle. Um, but the volume doesn't need to be high. I would do one heavy set. That's it. One heavy set. I'd do a warm-up set, lighter, and then do one really heavy set once every six to 10 days. Yeah. And that's the ma that's all I do. But obviously I do little bit little bits of legs, little bits of legs yeah. all the time in between that, like reverse walking up steep hills and little bits of kettlebell lunges and I'll do the assault bike that I've got in my studio, which pushes legs. Like I'll still train legs to a moderate uh, intensity, I'd say almost even most days. Yeah. But that high intensity, that high output only once every yeah, yeah. Um, bit here and there. Um but Liam, I love that you've made uh, lemon, lemonade out of lemons and seek the, seek, seeking the silver lining. I think we can all have that in our lives. And if we ever find ourselves in a situation, which we will inevitably, where we are injured or tight or tired or something's going on, that it is to go, right, okay, I can either get down about this or I can use it as an opportunity yeah. to get better in other areas. Do you know, do you know what I do fall, fall into the trap of though? And this is a social media thing, which I never really ever used to do. And it's only kind of, you know, bits of Instagram that we look at and do is you get kind of sucked into the vortexes that, and, and maybe this is a danger for us as surfers and, and people who are interested in exercise and learning is that you, I consume, uh, what I would call sort of, you know, instructional or learning videos about things like exercise. And then you almost feel you've done it. And so there's a sort of, there's, a, there's an effect that you feel you're doing the thing that you need to do by consuming uh, content around that thing. And actually, until you go and actually put it into real practice in the real world, you haven't done it. So I might watch a couple of videos about new leg exercises on you, and I think, that was good. I feel my leg. <laughs> and your subconscious is thinking, I've done those exercises. I know it sounds crazy. And, but until you go and do them, you're not getting the actual full-on benefits of, of doing it so that that's where i have to be mindful to say get, put that down now and go and actually try those things or do some of those things rather than just feeling because i've watched watched it <laughs> because i've watched uh, jamie o'brien surf pipeline i'm like god pipe was full on last last week <laughs> I because actually, i watched it i haven't actually done the thing i know i've just watched the, the thing world. yeah it's wild man it's crazy mate what an intro cool. What an intro. You could write a book. You just take all those words and put it into a book. <laughs> Bestseller. It would need sort of redacting. Little Some bit. black ink on some of your... Some of the pubic hair Yeah, definitely. Maybe. And, yeah. and Rob Machado would have and a thing to say about it. Machado us. might want to sue us, yeah. Stop talking about my penis. Yeah. I'd, I'd love it, though, if we suddenly had a lawsuit. Like, God, we've made it, Liam. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you got firework coming after you. What have you been saying about Rob Machado's pubic hair? Listen, 
We've only been complimentary. Nothing, bio, bio, but, nothing but complimentary. Biolos and Machado versus <laughs> Foster and Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I can see us in the courtroom. So, plead, uh, what is your case, Mr. Foster? Well, my case is that actually he's got a wonderful set of pubic. On, ja- on February the 19th, Pubic hairs, and I've only ever... <laughs> you referenced Mr. Machado's penis as being fin-like. <laughs> Do you stand by your original comments? <laughs> we refer you to picture 3A. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the jury who are all surfers go, well, actually, it kind of does, does look remarkably like his new quad set. <laughs> Oh. I wonder if he's got a foil. Oh, it has got a little foil on the inside, actually. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, well. Wow. Mate, good. On. Um, segment- calm, calm down after that. Yeah, exactly. You've had too much coffee. Yes. Segment number two, um, bit of mindfulness. Take a breath in through the nose. And then breathe out nice and slowly. And again, breathe in through your nose. And breathe out nice and slowly. Let's do two more. So just feel that air going in. And then feel that air going out. Really concentrate just on being present. You can kind of notice that distractible mind. It's always there. But just try your best just to bring all of your attention to this last breath. So breathing through your nose. And again, breathe out nice and slowly. Good work, guys. Second number three, mind, body, stoke. Things Liam and I have been working with the mind and body to raise the stoke. Um, relates directly to what we just did with the breathing because I'm a huge believer in the way that we start our day is how our day will probably go. More than possibly. I think probably. I think it's fair to say that it has a, that big an influence. And that, and that has been uh, my experience in my life, uh, but also helping clients because I help clients with this kind of stuff, with mind and body training. And um, in the morning, if I do... I always do 10 minutes minimum, absolutely, absolute minimum 10 minutes yoga with this ooh, breathing when I, so I, I, I do my, my chant, chanting. So I just call it sound breathing. As soon as you say chanting, people go, oh, oh, chant it. Oh, woo woo. No, just sound, you know, trigger the vagus nerve and get the serotonin up and produce more nitric oxide in your nostrils and get all these amazing health benefits of blood flow and yada, 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 yada. If I do 10 minutes, hmm, have a pretty okay day. 15 minutes, I'm going to have, if I do 20 minutes, I just have, and it's this thing where what I get from people when I suggest these things, oh, I haven't got time. I haven't got time, I haven't got time. <laughs> and I, I understand. I do, I understand. But can I just say that, this is a bold statement, but the higher your vibe, the easier everything is going to be. So once you get that concept in your head, the notion of the more I put into this thing called life, the more I'm going to get out, the, the, that notion gets flipped on its head. And you then ask the question, well, okay, well, in that case, if I just did hours and hours of this thing all day and did nothing, so you're saying everything in my life will come together. No. Now you've gone to the other extreme. Now we're living in an ashram doing nothing, literally. Yeah. But if you put it into a normal life, you think about all the things you're looking to achieve. You, you have your ambitions, you have your goals, you have your things you want to attract and so on. Less is more. We, we all know this. Now, let's look at our lives for a moment. We can sort of look at this thing and go, right, well, it, that best wave you ever had, what state were you in? just before it when that deal went through what state were you in let's look at the state we're in when the best things that have happened to our lives have happened and it's never when you're a bit under the cost and a bit stressed it, it just it just doesn't happen universe is responding in kind to how you are in any moment so if by doing more self-care work in the morning you are setting up what's called the morning miracle it's a it's a it's one of the biggest facebook groups on facebook it's mm. i think it has some obscene number of people in it now for a Facebook group. And all the morning miracle is, is this person started it that was talking about the impact on their life it had when they would start each day and finish each day. It's very important with resetting the subconscious mind, with, with, with telling the subconscious through chanting really and breathing work um, that I, I'm going to set about having a, a serotonin filled day. Mm. And because of it, 
you're sending out a new signal. And you attract things in a very serendipitous fashion, synchronistic, coincidental fashion that is effortless. And if you look at a book like Deepak Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, the final chapter in that book, number seven, is the most important chapter. And, it's the, and the heading of the chapter is the law of least effort. We can all look at our lives and go, when good shit has happened, we've done nothing. It, whatever it is, we don't know what that is still. Joe Dispenza is the kind of person trying to answer what that it is. It's quantum realm. That when you are in that vibration, that if for some reason, it does come to you more effortlessly. And you've got to now ask the question, well, okay, well, what, okay, so actually, what is this really about? Is it about how much I put in or is it actually about how much I put into myself? And of course, it's the latter. The foods we eat, the, the, the way we are during the day, how we react to things, our quality of our breathing, hydration, exercise, how we raise our vibe in the day, whatever, we, whatever means we need to do for that. And of course, that's individual, very individual. But I would notice in my own life, I have 10 minutes, I have 15 minutes, I have 20 minutes. And if I can even get to 25 minutes, the difference is ridiculous. I think what's very dangerous then at that point, and I've done this before, is when I then start expecting good yeah. things to happen because of what I've done in the morning. Yeah. No, no, no. And I think, again, a lot of time, if, if time truly is a barrier, I've had this with a lot of people before, and, and I, and I want to uh, challenge all of our listeners now to, to, to do this. Now, we're all trying to get as much parasympathetic training into our lives as possible, and that comes from yoga, from meditation, from breathing, from relaxing, from just chilling out, from laying on the floor, from doing stretches. From And what they all these things do is also, on a physical level, massively help recovery. They boost yeah. testosterone, it helps sleep quality, so on and so forth. Now, there really is no excuse with this one, but it's it's to... On your way to the supermarket, when you're in the supermarket, when you're in the queue, when you're on the toilet and you're coming home, when you're, that was a strange order in the supermarket, but just bear with me. Well, on your way to the ways, when you're in the ways, when you're um, doing the cooking for 20 minutes, chop, doing the chopping of the onions. What, okay. There are so many segments of our day that I think we make average, that we could make above average. And I think it's breathing. 100%. And if we could just, and I do this now. So when I, when every single time I drive anywhere, Ideally, longer drives too, because that makes it even better. I'm um, and I'm and I'm 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 oming. So so it's a bizarre, it's amazing to think that actually something as small as how you breathe could actually have a life changing impact on your overall wellness. Because you'll get to your destination. Let's say you go for a surf, and the, and the surf trip is you know it's an hour and a half away, or even half an hour, whatever it might be. And the whole way you're doing that. Can you imagine what state? of mind and body you're in, when you then go into that surf, you add that up over a lifetime, you're going to get more waves. You're going to have better surfs. Like, so it's quite a, it's a very interesting dynamic. I'm only really skimming the surface on this because I know I'm only relatively young. I mean, geez, in 10 years, in 20 years, it's going to be even deeper, the understanding of it. But I've, I've definitely had a massive paradigm shift just recently of, wow, I've noticed things become more effortless in my life in the last three to six months than ever before, if I'm honest, mm. which is lovely. And I, and I would say, honestly, in my life, what have I done more of it, out of anything in the last three to six months is, is the sound breathing all day when I can remember. I do it in the morning, I do it in the evening, but I do it as often as I can during the day. As much as my wife finds it immensely irritating when she's telling me about <laughs> she's telling me about how her day has been and I'm in the corner going um, just like one of those while annoying, I'm listening. annoying kids at school humming for the teacher where's that <laughs> exactly noise coming from exactly like that it's true I mean look everyone has time that's a, you know saying you don't have time is an, is an excuse to not do often the thing you just have to face that reality and, and people are time poor often um, for because life is happening and life can can mm -hmm. But there are always moments that you could use more beneficially to your overall well-being. Bizarrely, and I've, look, I fall into this trap, right? And I've fallen into this trap for many, many years, especially with the importance of work and all that sort of jazz. So I'm busy, I'm too busy to do things. But we seem to be do, always have time to do the things that are not good for you. And, and, and to sort of deny ourselves the uh, window of time to do things that are will be exponentially beneficial, like breathing or meditation and, and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, I was listening to uh, Alan Watts, you know, the other day oh, talking about... Love Alan Watts. Because I was, I was doing a lot of looking at Lao Tzu and, and the, the sort of Tao Te Ching, which is the sort of the path, you know, the way. And he was trying to explain that philosophy in many ways. And he, he said something that really resonated with me as a, like a surfer as well, where 
he said you see it that like life is about floating down this river right and that's the kind of ta- that's the Tao that's the kind of path it's a path and there are some people and it's a fastish current in places and if you're swimming trying to swim back up river you're just never going to get anywhere but if you learn to go with the current and swim with it then you can find because th- you're going with it you're going there anyway but if you can allow yourself to go with it rather than against it and that comes back into that principle of creating time and space and not you know sometimes the busyness and the is resisting the onward march the flow and you you're pushing against something whereas if you kind of lean into it and i you know it's hard to do because we don't trust ourselves to do it. i i still sometimes get into this place where i'm trying to control everything trying, trying to make things happen but the more you sit back and let them happen often and you know not 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 everything the, the things that are in your control you can do something about but we resist so many things that are few it's futile to resist them uh, and again, that's why it comes back to surfing, that you go with the wave and you you become part of it and not separate to it. And that becomes the whole. We are one in the whole. And you get into deep woo spiritual literature then, don't you? But the more you exist as part of something bigger rather than separate, the better it becomes. Uh, and that is uh, exemplified by some of the best waves you'll ever have. You don't realize you're on them necessarily until afterwards because you become part of it and 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 that's if you if you can become part of this experience of a fragment of time of, of your own life experience within it life gets exponentially better than it would otherwise be but we humans we uh, and as individuals resist it completely at times and the resistance is what sometimes creates the problem um so you're you're right you know if you can spare time there's an interesting uh, and again as with all of these things they there will always be naysayers and i appreciate that that's going to be and i have i have been one of them and i still kind of maintain a healthy skepticism of a lot of things but um absolutely if you can spend time uh meditating creating a healthy body and a sound mind then everything feels better and you throw in good like sleep patterns and so on and so forth everything feels better um there's a documentary on amazon at the moment called heal have you seen that which has deep i think it was filmed quite a long time ago but it's, it's got the usual suspects like chopper and uh, joe dispenza and uh, bruce lipton and peter P- peter crone and, and those guys and they've talked about the power of the mind to heal the body and uh, you know creating uh creating situations where you are allowing the parasympathetic nervous system to you know literally get some breathing space and just kind of be 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 activated and in doing that you can have a positive impact on what would be seen as uh ailments that need some sort of form of medical intervention um because a lot of it can be driven by uh, stress and mind. And so allowing yourself time away from that stress and that mind noise can help the body to heal as well. It's, it's that kind of mind-body connection, which comes back to exactly what you're saying. But you can only do that if you uh, step away from the I'm busy and I haven't got time uh, world and into a more uh, self-care environment where you spend time doing the things that will have a positive impact on your overall health and well-being. And therefore, in reference to this podcast, to your surfing. Exactly. And we, and we in this journey of the Mindful Surfer, um, will want to share this with you guys beyond yeah. it being just you listening to us online. I, I'd love to meet you. Mm. And I know you would as well, dude. Yeah. And, 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 and really take this, that stage further of understanding of mind and body and whether it's retreats or meetups or coaching experiences and so on. Because we're all looking to get better at surfing. Yes, of course. But the only way to get better at surfing and to get more joy from it is to um, is to get better at life. And for us to and try to this feel stuff, better in life. Yeah, for us to try this stuff ourselves. Hundred percent. So if you are a practitioner, and be of this guinea stuff, pigs of uh, the, and you, you, you your expert expertise would be welcome. Get in touch, and we'd, yeah. we'd love to try it out. A hundred percent. Mind body stoke. Anything told us better. Uh, just simply getting back in the water has been great. Yeah, but, uh, for that, for that, that's been really good. Um, you, you know, f- but your diet's been quite clean. I think from what it you've been saying until this week, <laughs> ah. um, you know, half term. Yep. Uh, you, you know, and and just sort of just generally sort of slipped slightly, but um, 
but overall it has been better this year um and but that you, you you always stumble right and you always kind of uh have moments where it, it isn't but as long as you are prepared to sort of see that as a not permanent yeah uh, uh, what's it doesn't become permanent again it just becomes a a, a kind of slight slip up but, but that doesn't mean i'm back on the chilly heat wave by the way or anything like that but <laughs> you just sort of end up in situations where you're out more and eating out more and that sort of thing but overall yeah my 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 diet and my kind of uh food um has been way cleaner and i have to say i i'm yet to see because you've got to be careful not to kind of just completely go oh this is happening by moving away from, you know, I've loved my, always loved my dips, my chin-ups, my uh, kind of upper body overhead presses. That was working really well for me, although I've got the shoulder injury. Now I'm having to do more legs. I feel like my body's responding better to that um, from a uh, overall, you know, physiological, um, surf performance, uh, strength, posture, just by simply working that lower kinetic chain. It's it's amazing. So cool. And having a rest from the upper body mm. stuff. You know? Um, so that's been a really kind of body that feeds into mind. Um, and then I'm back in the I'm back in the depths of, you know, watching this thing is really interesting because re- I'm reading Eckhart Tolle again. You know, I'm trying to read, as I said at the beginning of the year, more books. Um, but it, within that then, as I'm reading like some books in a more linear fashion, I also dip into stuff like The Power of Now or A New Earth and 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 things that have this very calming effect. So you know, as you were talking about the morning, and I need to get better at the morning stuff. I'm I'm better at in the evening. It's an early bedtime, uh, and then read some words that have a deep, whatever they are for you. I mean, for some people that might be religious texts, or it might be uh, more of something kind of uh, familiar. And but but things like Eckhart Tolle, some of the 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 the, the, the his. His words in the books that he has written have this deep calming effect on me. I've said it before, and it's it's very meditative, and it reminds you to go back into your breathing, and to go back within your own body, and to sort of go into you know into that place. And the sleep that comes after that for me is so restorative. It, it's untrue. It's epic. Yeah. It, what, my favorite thing about Eckhart Tolle, who I recommend to anyone, by the way, um, is he's the only person I've ever read. Or may ever read, who has spoken so purely? Yeah. Because most other teachings are input output, as in, right, do this, you'll get that. Do this, you'll get that. Do the, you know, try this, you'll get that. Yeah. You know, experiment with that, you'll get it. Like there's all result based, result based, yep. always. Opposite with Eckhart Tolle, mm. it just is, and shine the light of awareness on that, and then there's mm. nothing you need to do after. No. That's it. That's that's the work. Yeah, and then therefore you kind of go, but hang on, uh, uh, what? Uh? There's surely there's something that I'm looking to get because we're always after something mm. as humans. <laughs> we do things to get, so, you know. But why do you ride the wave? Why do you surf? Well, oh, actually, yeah, it's the wave. Yeah, it's not like you can get a good video. No, how much spray did you produce? Well, yeah. really, you know, it's yeah. the wave, yeah. and then it's done. That's what Eckhart's like. He's 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 pure. He's like he is the mindful surfer. He is, and, and truly, and, and so so with the Stoics, it's basically saying life is the wave, mm-hmm. and so ride it and enjoy it. Um, segment number four, surf media. Ben Gravy, wherever he is in the Caribbean, I've been watching him. Ben Gravy uh, is he is he divorced from his wife? Yeah. Or is he just not spending much time? I I've watched a lot of his videos lately. Going. No, I never Does thought that. Does he ever that. see his message? I mean, I'm bad. <laughs> I go surfing, but Ben Gravy's like, oh, he's gone there now. Is she with him? And then I'm going, no. So I wonder how that is in there. I'd be really interested to talk to him a little bit about how he's finding his well, if you home life. Give him a shower. Because <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he'd love to share that with you. We, we, we should. We should delve in. I, I wonder, but I'm, what I'm saying is also, I, I wonder, because it all looks very lovely, but you may, you never know what's going on, as in, Sponsors might be like, look, mate, we've got to get you in better ways. Yeah. We've got to get you on yeah. bluer water. We've got to, you know, he might be, because now the more and more success you get in anything in life, because he's very successful yes. recently, yeah. the last two, three years. Does he want to be doing that? Many I'm watching it going, dude, the guy's clocked up 35, 40, 50,000 miles of, yeah. of, of flying in the last six months. I, 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 don't, I don't know any surfer that travels as much as him now. You just want to sit at home in your pants watching 
I couldn't do like it. Endless summer. But honestly, if I even got offered that, I wouldn't take it. I, c- I couldn't travel. I'd be exhausted. No, I used to do exhausted. it. I used to do it for work. And um, flying like that. I have to God. say, I do not. I do not miss it. I put, no, man, I, just I, jet lag. And I landed in uh, back at Berlin Airport uh, from Berlin to London in 2020. Uh, just just about a few days before the crazy lockdown times. I haven't been on a plane since. Wow, that's no bad thing. I, I, I from from having I done feel that, feel pretty good. No, man. I know, Liam. And from doing my recent Tenerife trip, I would say that it's going to be a while. <laughs> I'll I'll see if I follow through with that, but till I get on a flight again, because it just wrecked me yeah. coming home. Yeah, and that was only a little flight. Yeah, I don't know how people do loads of flight. I I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just very delicate. we delicate to it, but it, you know, more trips in England. I think. Yeah, let's serve some good waves, guys. Thanks for having us. We'll be back. Bye. Ciao. <laughs>